Budgeting is a big deal. That's why we talk about it so much. It is the fundamental habit that transforms your financial reality. And in today's show, I talk with one of the best budgeting minds around, the creator of our favorite budgeting software, YNAB. You need a budget. That's right. Jesse Meekum, the creator, is here with us today to talk about budgeting. He's going to go over his four rules for budgeting. You are not going to want to miss this one. Keep listening. Welcome to the Wallet Win Podcast. Each week, we take a look at a different piece of the personal finance puzzle. I'm Jonathan Texera. And I'm Amanda Texera. We're your guides on your journey to getting out of debt, building wealth, and changing the world through generosity. Here we go. It is very exciting today, guys. I am uh, sitting down to chat with Jesse. Oh, sorry. I was picking this up. We'll start again. Uh, It's Meekum. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. As you can tell, Texera uh, gets mangled quite a bit. Yeah, that one wouldn't people, be the so. most straightforward, probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Just want to double check that, Meekum. Okay, great. <clears throat> hey guys, Jonathan here with the Wallet Win Podcast, and I am super excited today to sit down with Jesse Meekum. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the brains, the brawn behind YNAB, our absolute number one, no holds barred, favorite budgeting software. YNAB, of course, you need a budget. And we are sitting down with the man today to talk about, well, what else? Budgeting. So thank you very much, Jesse, for joining us today. I'm very glad to be here. I'm glad you slipped in brawn. That's the first time ever. So I appreciate the intro. <laughs> yeah. Anytime, man. Uh, but really, I mean, when it comes down to budgeting, YNAB, it, let me just gush on it for a little bit here. Uh, Amanda and I have been using YNAB, I think, nearly a decade. Uh, it, we ran into it early on in our financial transformation journey, and it was just an absolute game changer. It's what really um, allowed us to make budgeting a part of our financial game plan to build that foundational habit and through that pay off $25,000 of debt in seven and a half months, uh, have emergency savings, be able to adopt three times in what, four years, three times in, yeah, four years, uh, debt free. It is, uh, just a game changer because it makes budgeting work. It makes it easy. It makes it effective and is so much better than everything else we tried. So, I'm a little excited if if maybe if you guys can't tell I'm excited to be sitting down here with Jesse. It's uh, a little bit of a starstruck moment, but I'm going to pull it together and make it through the interview. Yes, so get it just... together, man. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um so what we love, one of the things we love about Wineab is it I mean it just fits perfectly with how how we teach handling money uh, here at, at WalletWin. And the, the kind of the basis of that and what sets it apart from other other budgeting tools, other budgeting apps is that there's this, um, you can tell there's a real care of how money is, is thought of, how money is interacted with. And you've even kind of codified it in the, the four rules of YNAB. And that's yeah. what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, let's hit it. Rule number one which is give every dollar a job. Yeah. 
that's it. Yeah, just it's. I mean, we're we're wanting essentially to back up a little bit. We want yeah. to introduce trade offs into people's decision making, and mm-hmm. um, we go through a lot of. I don't know. Somewhere along the line, when you grow up a little bit, then and you become an adult, you forget that you have to make trade offs. As a kid, every kid knows how to do it. They're like, "Well, I want that. You don't have enough money, okay?" Or I want this. Well, what about that instead? Okay, I'll trade. I mean, they do it mm-hmm. instinctively. All my kids do that. But when when we get access to credit, when money becomes a little easier, we remove the opportunity that we have to really be clear on what we want and it comes with those trade-offs so giving every dollar a job is just a matter of saying i want money to go to thing a thing b and thing c and then you're like Mm -hmm. well i want more to go to b well it's got to come from c or a and it's just trading off like always we do it with our time we do it in all kinds of ways we just need to start doing it with our money and so rule Mm -hmm. one is essentially you look at everything your money could do and you, you only work with the money you have in the moment. You don't think about what you will earn, just mm-hmm. the money on hand. And you say, okay, until I'm paid again, what should this money do? And you just, if it's 300 bucks, it might be a really quick exercise, you know, food, some gas for the car, I don't know, something else. If it's 30,000, that might get a little more fun and exciting, but it's the same principle. You're just saying, okay, I'm going to do it here. I'm going to put it here. I'm going to put it here. And that clarity, whether you're working with 300 or 30,000, the clarity is the same for stressed out individuals. And the stress that they feel is the same. And it's hard if you aren't dealing with a big bank account. It's hard to believe that someone that's dealing with a big pile of money is equally stressed, but the stress is the same. It's just like, I feel out of control. I don't know what to do. And so we introduced Mm -hmm. that rule right out of the gate. And then the little secret is every other rule that we'll hit is really just a derivative of that first rule. Yeah. And I think this is a rule or just, I mean, it's, it's a fu- the fundamental idea of a budget is you, you take your money, you tell it what it's going to do, and then you live that out. I feel sometimes people, uh, they get a little bit scared about that. I, I think it comes from the, uh, a misunderstanding of what budgeting is, Yeah, right? It's not restrictive. It's not a straight jacket. It's not a list of no's. Um, I think a lot of the, the people, if they don't, if they have a bad taste in their mouth for budgeting, they they're kind of repulsed by the word. It's because mm-hmm. they're, they're repulsed by it, something they don't even know what it is, right? Yeah. It, they think it's no flexibility, right? If I have to give every dollar a job, well, then that probably I, this is the incorrect thinking. Well, I guess I have to make sure all my money is it's going to savings. Yeah, it's going very to very adult, responsible it's, thing. Yeah, it's all adult, yeah. responsible. It's no fun. No fun. I don't get to do have a life anymore because yeah. every dollar now is tied up in something else. But what yeah. they forget is like, like we have a, like a fun money or pocket money category. You do whatever you want with it, but we yes. put it in there to make sure it's there or your entertainment category, your date night category. Those are all things. And what's great about budgeting is because we've made a budget. I don't accidentally spend my date night money when I'm at the grocery store. Because I've set down my priorities they're you know, they're, I don't know, we've set them in pixels or whatever in YNAB. Mm-hmm. And now we just follow the plan. We make the plan and we live the plan and the plan makes our life so much easier. So yeah, you yeah, got to make every dollar a job. It's really just saying like, what do you want? You know, what do you mm-hmm. want? And um, people don't even ask themselves that question very often. Career wise, 
what do they want for the day? You know, it's, uh, I mean, we're recording this on a Thursday. It's like, well, what do you want on Thursday? Well, okay. I, I mean, I have a little plan today. I'm like, what I want to do. I'll, you know, I'll talk with Jonathan. I'll do this. I'll do that. And if someone be like, oh my gosh, it's so restrictive. You have to talk with Jonathan at that time of day. Oh, <laughs> like it's just like, nobody does that. We don't do that with our time. And so you're really just trying to say, well, I, what's my plan? Like I'm looking forward. What do I want my money to do for me? And, and then it, it, uh, it does it. And if you want your money to, um, I, I hate using examples because then it, it sounds like I'm using it as like a frivolous example to give you permission to do it. So I hate even saying things like if you want to go to sushi, because then people are like, Oh, Jesse thinks sushi is frivolous. I don't think anything. I, <laughs> I'm just trying to get in other people's heads, you know, but like you spend your money on whatever you want. What you find is a lot of people, when they get really clear on what those priorities are, what those jobs are, a lot of people really don't want to be in debt. They don't want the stress. They don't want to feel out of control. They don't want to be late paying bills. And they certainly don't want to pay overdraft fees. And it's, they're not choosing those things. They're just, their things are happening to them. And so we're just trying to turn things around and be like, okay, you act on things instead of just being reactive. Like you start mm-hmm. to assert yourself. And it's fascinating to see people get this clarity have a plan with a, a small bank account and then just be like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. And it's five minutes into this exercise. And it's that clarity. The clarity gives you that peace, even though your bank account balance is still far smaller than you would like it to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that idea of right things coming up, things happening to me, we feel like that's a, a common um, experience for people just starting out budgeting or, or trying to budget. They don't have much guidance. They're trying to figure it out. And I think this f- flows right into rule number two. Um, we see that this is embrace your true expenses, know what's going on and kind of, you know, those bigger, those bigger, um, those bigger items, car insurance, for example, is a classic one. Like you don't have to figure out that whole bill in one month. You don't have to cash, take the, you know, make it easy, 600 bucks. You don't have to take $600 in one month to pay for your half year of car insurance. You can save it up over time. So we call this piggy banking. Um, You have your piggy bank that you're filling up and you empty it out when you need it. But it's so, um, I guess, refreshing to see that even, uh, the software, the app that I'm using to budget is wanting me to do this, helping me to do this instead of maybe inserting uh, an ad for a credit card for some of those expenses that are a little too hard to You're get to. You're trying to trigger me, so you can't. I'm not going to be triggered. Not today. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It it really. I mean, the the whole objective is for us. The app is built to have you follow the rules. And that is its purpose. And so we teach for free. We teach the rules for free. We teach workshops for free. Uh, we like I podcast for free. Everything's free. And then if we teach really well, people are like, oh, the software sounds pretty good. So we don't have to we don't have to do anything else to try and keep the lights on over here. We just we just teach uh, and the software's pretty, pretty darn good. So um, but on rule two, what's interesting about it is if you think about rule one is give every dollar a job, all we're really saying is some of the jobs your dollars will do are big deals, but they aren't all the time. 
And, and so, um, Christmas comes once a year and people act mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm so it's usually like, it in comes, December, right? Usually December, like pretty much the same. It's not <laughs> even one of those moving holidays. Like Thanksgiving, I'm always like, how do they do Thanksgiving? Like, how do they figure that one out? Or like mother's day. I'm like, how does that one work? But Christmas, it's like the 25th. And yep. so what you want to do is just decide, well, what do I want to spend on Christmas? And I always say 1200 because it's easy math again, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you decide, hundred bucks a month. It's a Christmas bill you pay for the upcoming Christmas, not a credit card bill you pay for the prior Christmas. Mm. And the, what the magic happens, not when you're piggy banking, like you're saying, where you're like, you're filling up those piggy banks. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a great visual too. You're like, I got this for this, this for this. You could dress up the little piggy banks in like a Christmas garb, or you could do something thematic. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. But at the end of the day, what what's really happening is I'll come to you and I'm like, Hey, Jonathan, do you want to go to the driving range? And you're like, uh, driving range, usually it means we go to lunch too. Hmm. And then you're looking at your uh, pocket money or your driving range money or your hangout with Jesse money, whatever it is. And you're saying, oh, I only have like five bucks in there. You could look to Christmas and you could pull from there. But at that moment, you're making a trade off. You're like, do I want current Jonathan right now to be able to go do this? Or do I want future Jonathan to have all the Christmas money we've planned on having? That's it. Or do I want to do this fun thing right now? Or do I want to not have enough money when the tire blows out and I'm on the side of a road? <laughs> like, it's just like, well, it's your, it's your call, but you're making these trade-offs in the moment. And that's mm-hmm. where what you do is you're like, well, Jesse, like, that sounds great. Instead of doing that, let's do X. You know, you just pivot a little bit. We still get to have a good time. You mm-hmm. still get to fully fund Christmas. It's just trade-offs, but you're fully aware of like current Jonathan and future Jonathan, and they mm-hmm. both are in the decision-making process. They're both at the negotiation table, and they're both like, well, I need this. Well, I want this. Like, I want this right now. Well, I need this for the future. You even have, like, retired Jonathan that's, mm-hmm. like, maybe a little older, hopefully not too old, you know, a little older, a <laughs> little wiser, where you're like, guys, throw me a bone here. Like, I'll need some too. So all of that is just trade-offs, but we're not wired to think so much about the future. And so mm-hmm. YNAB does a good job. And by I don't mean the software. People can do this without the software. But the mm-hmm. idea of, I think about larger things that are going to be in the future and I consider them now in my current environment. That's that's where the power comes in. And then it's up to you yeah. to be like, well, I want this or that. Cool, do it. You know, Make the trade-off. You wouldn't make mine, I wouldn't make yours. And that's totally okay. But at least you're thinking about it and, you're, and you'll make good decisions, guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, that is the power of budgeting, whether it's making, you know, see, figuring out your priorities and living by them in the month and then kind of expand it a little bit here. You can figure out what is my priority? Is it going to the driving range right now, investing in this friendship? Is it having all that money I've planned for aside for Christmas or whatever else it is? And it is, I mean, that's the power of it. It's again, budgeting isn't restrictive. Yeah, it is, want? it's what do you want and how do you want to pay for it? And without a budget, without keeping track of all that, I mean, you just, what do you even know? Do you even, you don't have that freedom to see, oh, I've got this money here that I've set aside for this. I've got Christmas money or whatever it is. Like, without paying attention to what you're doing with your money, you don't have those options. You are, you're more hemmed in without a budget than you ever could be uh, oh, without it. Yeah, you, 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 you lack clarity. I mean, you're, it's totally foggy and you're just kind of groping around. The one piece of information you have is, you look at your checking account balance. And if, if you're in really bad spot, you look at your credit card limit and you're like, oh, there's still a little mm. bit of limit. Like, mm-mm. but you look at yep. your checking account balance and, and all it tells you is 
you have $752.19. That is the only thing you know. Mm-hmm. And that is not good information because you don't yes. know if 700 of it is needed in three days or <laughs> or nothing is needed and it's all flush. You just have uh-huh. no clue. And so you take the 750 and you've broken it up into those jobs. And now it's like, you know, going to play some golf, going to a restaurant, going to the movies, paying the light bill. It's all in there. But mm-hmm. you're now clear on what the money is really going to do for you. The yeah. the worst information in money, the worst piece of information is the bank balance. It's a liar. It tells you you're rich when you're not. It tells you you're poor when you're actually just fine. But it it really gives people stress, whether it's high or low, because they don't know if it's enough. They Even if it's 10 grand, they're like, well, what if the roof? What if this? What if the car? Like they still are stressed because they don't have that clarity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bank balance budgeting. Oh. is not budgeting. Yeah, it's not budgeting at all. It's just <laughs> That's what I mean, that's what I used to do when I was yeah, single. Yeah, just like finger um, in the wind. Going like, into eh, debt. This feels pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you're like, mm, okay. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. Okay, that computer is this much. How much? Do- Let's buy it. Let's buy it. Yeah. Oh, One is rent. greater than the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a recipe for disaster. I I mean, I'm no I'm not like anti-bank or anything. Um mm-hmm. they provide a service. But if anyone ever bothered to read like the annual report of any large bank, just like go to the overdraft fees. Mm-hmm. I mean, the phrase making bank, I, it must have come from that because they it's it is unbelievable. Billions mm-hmm. and billions of dollars for no value at all. You know, it's mm-hmm. just tragic. 30 bucks a pop. Ugh. Like, OK, there's one. Would you rather? You know, trade-offs are just the game of would you rather. Would you rather pay this $30 overdraft fee or, you know, it's like, come on, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Well, that takes, that's rule two, embrace your two expenses. Here's a would you rather. Would you rather turn off this podcast and go do something boring or join us right back when we come back to talk about rules three and four? We'll see you when we're back. This episode is brought to you by Hollow, the number one Catholic meditation and prayer app available in Google Play and the Apple App Store. We've been using this app in our family. Yes, Amanda's been using it. I've been using it. We also use it with the kids. So our kids, six, four, and two. Um, we've been trying to figure out, you know, how are we teaching them to pray? And right, they if it's on a phone, if it's, there's a screen, it, it's is automatically more interesting. So you know what? We're going to roll with that right now and use it to our advantage here. And so when we listen to Bible stories in there or it's walking us through prayers or it's we're doing the rosary or just this them calm music. They've got tons of music. This is one of our daughter's favorites right now is listening to the music on Hollow. Um, it helps them enter into those those ways of prayer and we can use it to introduce new types and new forms of prayer to them. So it's been a gift for the whole family and I want it to be a gift for you. We've, can, we've got you this little perk, a 30-day free trial. So there's free stuff in there, but you can get extra stuff, unlock the premium features, 30 days for free. You can get that at hollow.com slash walletwin. You can click the link in the show notes. That'll take you there. It's hollow.com slash walletwin. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back talking with Jesse Meekum of YNAB fame, and hopefully it's the app that's in your pocket to help you budget. We are talking with the man who created it all, talking through the four rules of YNAB, of how you handle your money. We talked about one and two. Now we're going into rule number three, to roll with the punches. This is one of the rules I think, I mean, they're all great. It's almost like, do you have a favorite child? But um <laughs> Number three is not only a great child, but it's a great rule. Um, tell us about rolling with the punches. What does that mean in the in the vocabulary of YNAB? Yeah. I mean, it, we took it from boxing. So I'm, I'm not a boxer, but I understand enough. If someone's throwing a punch, you want to move your, your body, your face in the same direction as the punch, and it lessens the blow. So the idea is you're rolling with the punches. As life is throwing you punches, you're able to stay on your feet. And a punch in life could be something good, like uh, an old friend calls you up and says, hey, I'm in town. We should go out. That's a good thing. That's fun, right? Or it could be something like, this literally happened to me a few years ago. The water heater started leaking. And Mm. it was three days, three days after the warranty expired. It was like drip, drip. (sighs) Like you little, there's like, there's like yeah, a the timer around there. I don't thing, know. Man. It was <laughs> awful. And they were like, oh no, it's over. The warranty is like, they, they were like not budging at all. I'm like, you've played this game before. You know how this movie ends. So anyway, either one of those good or bad life just throws you stuff. I mean, you know, I could use a certain year as like pretty cliche example at this point, but it's, it just throws you things and you're, you have to be able to, to adapt. So I do this sometimes when I'm presenting like at companies or something where we're teaching the employees. I would have you come up to the front and I'd be like, Jonathan, he seems pretty smart. He certainly acts smart. And everyone like starts laughing, you know, and I'm like, he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. I'm like, Jonathan, have you ever played tic-tac-toe? And you're like, yeah, I've played tic-tac-toe. I'm like, okay, you come up here. And then we're like, who else wants to verse Jonathan in tic-tac-toe? Some other person comes up. They're like, I guess I'll do this. Why? The game of tic-tac-toe is not winnable. We learned that from the classic war games movie from way back. If you're old enough to remember. But (laughs) what I do is I would make you playing tic-tac-toe. I would say, okay, Jonathan, we have it in a grid. You need to write down your moves beforehand. And this challenger will just respond. They'll make their moves as they see you move. Mm -hmm. And if your spot is taken by the challenger, then you just don't get to move again. And you lose very quickly. It works every time. I've done the simulation so many times. And I'm always like, would someone be able to guess and win? Even though tic-tac-toe is not winnable, they don't. So the idea is you've supposedly planned every tic-tac-toe move. And you know exactly how it's going to play out. But then you have a dynamic variable like another human that plays against you and just changes things a little bit. Now, the idea that you would pre-play the game is so absurd. But there's something nice about like having an overarching strategy as you go in. So rule one and two, you kind of come in, you're like, I think I know how I'll approach this game. 
I mean, a basketball coach would know like, okay, I've studied film and she's like, this'll work. This'll, this'll work. I, I like this. And so she comes in fully aware the team is practiced and then the tip off happens and immediately she's adjusting like, well, how are they doing this? How are they handling our star point guard or whatever? That's what rule three is. It's like, you have a good plan and you like it. You feel pretty bought into it. But then two days later, the first unknown thing happens and someone plays in the bottom right corner instead of the top right. And you're like, oh, I should adjust. When you you said early on in this, you were like, you know, budgets, people think they're very restrictive and very rigid. And we we have a saying where rigid budgets break. And so mm-hmm. you want to set a plan and then you want to have maneuvering room inside where if your long lost friend comes and says, hey, let's go out. You take money from some discretionary fund. You move it into the going out fund. You pay for dinner and you have a great time. You just... You've just moved money around. You've rolled with the punches. It's weird that we have to have a rule that says Jonathan is allowed to change his own plan. But that's essentially <laughs> what we're doing. So, yes, it, you it, can. It, like, it's the one that like people say, oh, my budget broke. And you're like, no, no, you are budgeting right now. Like the mm-hmm. re-budgeting, the reallocating, the adjusting, that is all budgeting. It's not like you failed. You're, you're actually winning in this moment. It's It's a bit of a shift but it's so powerful to keep people doing the process yeah 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 sometimes you got to get a little fudgy in the budgie yes. and move things around um and it's it's that it's that again it's that power of knowing i have this is what i have available to me you see all right some of this you know like the the mortgage money the rent money that's that's a pretty hard restriction i probably shouldn't pull from there to go out with my buddy uh, but other categories, yeah. I mean, you can, you know what? I'm gonna have a, a, you know, a little simpler dinner a night or two. I can pull twenty bucks out of the groceries and put it over here, and everything will be fine. And you, yeah, you are budgeting. You haven't failed. You're living your life because of the budget. It allowed mm-hmm. you to do that instead of right. You're looking at your bank balance. You're trying to add it up in your head. I'm gonna need yeah. this for this, this for that. Okay, uh, how much is? I don't know. And then you're worried about it the whole time. You 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 went out for a slice of coconut cream pie, but you got a bad Good aftertaste. Choice. Good choice. <laughs> my favorite pie. I can't believe you used That's that as your one. random example. Like that is literally my favorite pie. Okay, this is going so well. I, I just couldn't. <laughs> so, but it, you you don't, you lose the aftertaste when you have budgeted. Yeah. Otherwise, right? If you go out with money you don't know what's going on with. Yeah, it, the first couple bites might be good, but by the time you hit the crust, it, mm-hmm. there's there's something going on in your mouth and you don't like it and you're less likely to say yes to going out with your friend or or celebrating that that, you know, that milestone, you know, when your your kid learns to ride their bike or their tooth falls out, whatever it is, you want to celebrate that, maybe you didn't see it coming. Well, you're able to because you've learned, you know what? I can roll with the punches. I can get fudgy in the budgie. I can move it around and and live my life. Now, here's the question about it, though. So where's the the it is a balancing act, right? I mean, if you're yeah. going in and rebalancing your budget, moving things around 10 times a day, if you know, what's the where do you see the balancing act here between I've made a plan, a plan for success, I'm gonna stick to it, and Rolling with the punches. Yeah. It's probably somewhere in the messy middle. You know, like there's a good, there's a good amount. And then there's, there's a point where you're kind of like, Hey, are you always doing this? Well, 
then we got to change something. Um, we, we actually have a feature in the software. I'm not, I think it's in alpha, maybe, maybe beta, where um, we are tracking your your budgeting. So mm-hmm. you can you can click and you can see, oh, I've these are all of the movements of money as I've allocated here, I've allocated here. And then I've allocated from like eating out to, or no, it's always something to eating out, something to eating out, something <laughs> to eating out. And you're like, hmm, this is interesting. So again, no judgment, but it's just kind of, it's information for you to then say something mm-hmm. is amiss. So I need to, I need to attack this in a different way. Like my current approach for supposedly trying to eat out less is not working. So do we go there or do we, or do we say, um, I should fund it with as much, you know, 10% more than I've ever spent in my restaurant category and then see if the rest of the budget works. Cause maybe you don't have to worry about it. Maybe you don't have to play that game. Maybe mm-hmm. you can be like, yeah, I'm a bit of a foodie, you know, so sue me. And, and that's fine. But the rest of the budget would be massaged and worked on so that it could, it could work out. But yeah, there's a messy middle there where you don't want to pretend one way or the other you don't want to suddenly be like i'm this this super frugal person when you're not and and you also don't want to um have the budget not be able to give you the information that it that it can around the real trade-offs you're you know you're truly making so just test it out and that new feature should help people see a pattern around like oh i do this all the time so it's time to kind of face the music a little bit Mm mm-hmm that's awesome. I can't wait for that one to come out. Um, the last YNAB rule is to age your money. And this, again, it's one of those things that when we, we come across YNAB in the, the cluttered field of budgeting tools, budgeting apps, this is another thing when we come across it, we go, holy moly, like, yes, this is it. Like it, it again, it lines up with the things that we believe, the things that we teach, right? Because it, this rule right here helps you break the paycheck to paycheck cycle. Yeah. Um, because you're no longer, you know, coming in and, and having to figure out where, you know, okay, I got paid here. This bill's due on this day, but I, you know, I have to put, so I have to, you know, you have to schedule when you're going to pay what, or when you get to go buy food or whatever it is just because you're in this cycle and so many uh, folks just don't even know that there's another way, that there's a way out of this, but aging your money is, is right. Is the way YNAB talks about it. We say getting off the paycheck to paycheck cycle. We talk about entering the month with all the money you're going to spend. I mean, that is an incredible feeling when you have the money just sitting there right in your bank account and you go, I've got, you know, $5,000 to budget this month instead of, Okay, well, I've got two thousand one hundred and eighty-seven dollars and forty-two cents to last me the first two weeks, and then this is going to come in. So I got to come back in. I got to pull in, or I pretend that I have it um, and, and allocate some stuff, and that gets me into trouble. Yeah, aging your money is is just it, it helps, right? If budgeting helps reduce your stress, have a game plan, and find success. Aging your money is just—it just pours gas on the fire. It puts a brick on the gas pedal, whatever you want to say. It's incredible. Maybe I don't think I've said it all, but I'll be quiet now and I'll let you talk about it. Well, it's interesting is as we've kind of been talking about trade-offs throughout this. I mean, rule three is trade-offs in the moment with new information. Rule two is trade-offs thinking about the future. Rule one is trade-offs thinking about the future and the now. And then um, rule four is really giving you time 
to think about your trade-offs. And it's, you know, we've seen like craziness in the markets lately with like game stonk and all that funny stuff that's going on there. And it's entertaining, truly. Um, but the, the idea that people are running up these option values and options are valuable when there's time attached to them. And our decision-making is the same way. As we give ourselves time, our decision-making improves. So when you break that paycheck to paycheck cycle, it means, you know, aging your money is like, I earned a dollar today and I spend it tomorrow. That dollar was a day old, like a little baby dollar. And you would never send babies out, right? You, you, you hold them close, <laughs> you keep them for a while. And then eventually you totally, totally let them go. But they're like 18, but it's a totally separate podcast topic. So when you're doing that, um, you, the idea is that you let that dollar sit and if I'm spending a dollar that I earned 30 days ago, 40 days, that's, that's that buffer. That's that entering the month with the month, with all the money, like you said, mm-hmm. and it lets you just kind of have a moment to where mm-hmm. when rule three comes along and like life's like, Oh, I'm going to sucker punch you here. You're like, okay, not fun. Didn't like the water, water heater thing, but what do we do here? And you have time and it, I mean, it literally helps you sleep better to not be living paycheck to paycheck. The song and dance people have to do when they're timing bills and paychecks, that adds no value to your life. Zero. There is no there is no extra credit. There's no discount on your utility bill. Like they don't give you anything extra. Your lights aren't brighter because you do this really elaborate mating dance with that bill. You know, it's just like like I have a rooster here down below me in the office and he does these weird like mating things that I've observed many times. And I, and then you're like, okay, that, that actually serves more purpose. What he's doing down there with all those hens around serves more purpose than what we do with our paycheck and our bill. It's like, all you end up doing is paying it. That's that. So if you can remove all the anxiety and all of that song and dance and get that stuff on auto pay, then just, I mean, I don't know when I bet you could say the same thing. I don't know when my electricity bill comes due. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I know it comes monthly, you know, um, yeah, just it's paid. And it's because the money's been sitting there for at least 30 days. So you age your money, you just give yourself some space. This doesn't happen overnight. So follow the first three rules. You'll find that the money kind of ages naturally. And we found in our surveys and things that it takes a, a new wine aber about four months to get to where they're a month ahead. So it's it's not an overnight thing, but it's also not a year-long slog or a seven-and-a-half-month debt you know, killing ass capade that you guys went on. It's, it's formidable, but totally doable. Absolutely. And it's, it's, yeah. And it makes budgeting that much more enjoyable, that much more powerful. Uh, when you can, you just, you it's the whole thing in front of you and you know what you've got, not your budgeting money you have, not money you hope to get. Uh, and then you're able to really make your plan and move forward. So those are the four rules of YNAB. Give every dollar a job, embrace your true expenses, Roll with the punches and age your money. That is the underlying foundational um, philosophy to budgeting that that YNAB is bringing out into the world. And so you've talked about it. You said, hey, we do the podcast for free. We, We have workshops for free. We teach for free. You didn't charge me for coming on here and talking to us today. Um, now, but you do charge to use YNAB. We are subscribers. We are happy to pay that bill. But there's so many people out there that go, well, why use YNAB? And there's all these other free oh, yeah. alternatives. Why should I pay for something to help me budget? Yeah. 
Yeah, it seems kind of counterintuitive because you're like, well, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be saving money. The first question is, are you? Is that why you budget just to save money? I budget so I can spend money without questioning it. That's my real purpose for budgeting. But that aside, um, we the, the best way to answer this is to let people just run the trial. So we run a 34-day trial. We don't take a credit card because we definitely don't want to be sneaky about you paying us. That's like the worst thing. So you run it for 34 days. That The 34 is particularly specific because mm-hmm. we want you to be able to run it for a month and a little bit more so you can see how things, the mechanics all work from one month to the next. So yes. just try it and see if it's not worth replacing your spreadsheet that you fiddle with more than you use, <laughs> replacing the free alternative where you're the product and they're hawking uh, less than stellar offers at you. Um, maybe replace the thing that your significant other doesn't like, like you love your spreadsheet, but maybe the other person is totally intimidated by the fact that you're a statistician by day and then you do it by (laughs) night as well. So there are, there are other reasons, um, that you might find like just time spent maintaining your own thing. I will say this though, to kind of counteract what I just said, if things are going well for you, like if, if you're a member of WalletWin, like if if people are just killing it, like they're paying off debt, they're doing their thing. And then they hear this podcast and they're like, Oh, I should go do that. Maybe not. Like Mm -hmm. if things are working, don't, don't mess with it. So if you're doing the spreadsheet and you are throwing money at debt aggressively and you are hitting your goals, do not disrupt anything, any extra energy you would have spent learning the nuances of YNAB and all that stuff that comes with any new software you might spend to think about how you could scratch together some more money and get out of debt even quicker. So mm-hmm. if things are working, like just do your thing. There are so many people in the world that need a budget that will use YNAB. I, I don't lose sleep over thinking someone else is using a spreadsheet that's like where they're killing it financially. It's like, no, 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 you, you go for it. We'll find someone else, you know? So yeah, we teach, we teach that the best method of budgeting is the one that you will use and the one that is working for you. So if that is a piece of paper on the fridge, if that is a spreadsheet, if whatever it is, if it's working for you and you're budgeting and it's it's helping you do that process, well, then there you go. You found your way. If you are new or you, or it's not quite working for you, we heartily 100% recommend YNAB. We've tested tons of different apps and tools uh, and YNAB again and again is the one that we just we stick with because it is incredible. Not to mention the release notes are great. There's personality even in updating the app. But there's personality. I mean, even like the loading screens when it loads the. I sometimes I wish it wasn't made so well and it took longer to load. A little longer, uh, so little more longer. of those could come up. <laughs> you should submit some. Be like, hey, I have a loading message, and throw it in there. You know, so we okay. we randomly like every once in a while, marketing will be like, hey, we need new loading messages, and we all just will like come up with a bunch and throw them in. Super fun. But the the idea, I mean, we upset. One thing is that, and this is part of our brand. Like, money is usually people are coming at it with the standpoint of like, money is the worst. It's the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. And so to have a brand where we can say like it's important, and our I mean our name is you need a budget, like haha, but you you do. Um, so there's that, but we try and make it like. Also, can we maybe take a moment and have a little bit of fun and like not have it be so just buttoned up and austere? So part of that is we try and be 
little jokey now and again. And sometimes we take it too far and we're like, oh, that we made it too funny. We should pull back a little. But I would much rather make that mistake than make it too boring. So we'll do Absolutely. that. You know, we'll keep doing that. And then the the app, it, we build the app to have you change your behavior. So if we don't see behavior change, the app is not serving the purpose. And I love that we're aligned in that way. So when you pay us, you know, the only way we're making money is because of that transaction. We don't have like, we don't, you know, farm off data or do any of those like sneaky things like the, we want YNAB to be the safest place you can store your financial data. We don't do the whole, oh, it's anonymized. So it's okay. Like, no, like mm -mm, none of that. And mm -hmm. we just want it to be very crystal clear. Like we, we are protective of that data and want the only way we make money to be a way that is with a customer totally visible. That's, that's a little bit of an aside, but I feel like it's going to become more important as mm -hmm. we just kind of see how things evolve in this, you know, in this crazy world with this data flowing everywhere. So. Yeah. And that's, I think another, another, I mean, there's so much, it's a pile by now reasons we love YNAB. It's actually a product you buy uh, that, that you subscribe to, that you use, instead of some sneaky way to get all your information, to productize you and to sell you off uh, to, to, to data brokers and advertisers and, and uh, credit card marketers and all that. It's again, this is another reason why we love it. We recommend it wholeheartedly. You can start your 34 day trial uh, anytime by going to walletwin.com slash YNAB. That'll get you right over to where you can sign up. Um, we love it. And thank you so much for, uh, for coming on today to chat with us, Jesse. It's been a blast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Jonathan. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.